I'm going to start off. I'm going to use some of the children to come and help me here this morning with my preach. So I need two Marys to come and help me. Who's going to be a Mary? Not, not horse Marys, but <laughs> two girls, two young ladies. <laughs> yeah, I thought of Mary, not that Mary. Two, two, la- two young ladies um, in Josh Kids that's willing to come and be a Mary. Come, Bethany. Another Mary. Who's going to join Bethany here? Ah, we've got our two Marys. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our Marys. (laughs) (laughs) Then I need an angel. Who's going to be our angel? Yeah, we've got an angel here. Thank you. All right. I've asked Joel David to be a rock, so he's going to be our rock. So Joel, if you can also come to the front. Um, then what, we, what else do we need? We need some disciples. Who wants to be disciples? Come, come, come. You know, any disciples in this room? Yes. Uh, disciples can stand there. All our disciples can be here. We need some more disciples. Yeah, come disciples. Yeah. Some more disciples? Any more disciples out there? Yeah, there's another disciple. Come, Simon Zeller, come here. <laughs> you, can, you can make like, <laughs> yeah, come, we need some disciples. Okay, so I want the disciples to stand here. So if you can stand here. All right. And then I want you, oh, we need a Jesus. Who's going to be Jesus? And now everybody's going to jump up. Who's going to play? Huh? <laughs> Who's going to be Jesus? <laughs> Yesha. <laughs> okay. Yesha? Okay. Yes, our Jesus. Thank you. All right. So we're going to read from Matthew 28. I hope this is going to work. Um, so um, just um, bear with me. Um, but I want to read a few scriptures from verse 1. To verse 10. All right. So I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do. So don't worry. All right. So just follow as I say. So in, chapter, in Matthew 28, verse 1, now after the Sabbath, towards the dawn, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. Okay. So the two Marys come stand here. Let's, let's say the tomb is this box. All right. So you come to the tomb and you find the rock has been moved. Now, all right. And an angel is sitting on the rock. So the angel needs to get on the rock. Okay. So can he lift you up on, on, on his shoulders like this? Not. <laughs> okay. Who's, who's going to just sit on his coast. Can you obsess coast? Knee. Okay, all right. That's fine. So he sits on the rock. Joel, Marcus of your bike cleaners. Okay. All right. Okay. So the angel's on the rock. So let's read further. So you need to see this is early. In Mark it says, as the sun was rising. I think it's actually quite as the sun was rising. Jesus also has risen. Yeah. So um, so we <laughs> And we need to know this. It is very early, and it's happening. Um, and you know why we meet on Sundays? Because it's the day that Jesus has risen. This is the day that we come together as Christians, and we celebrate what Jesus has written, uh, what, what, that He has risen, and that He's alive. And, and then everybody, 
I, I, listen, I, I followed some apologetic things about the, the, the defense of our, our belief, of our faith this week. And you know, there's so many reasons why, who moved the stone? Huh? It's like, how did this big stone got moved? Um, they, they just, they reason, they reason, they reason. But Matthew puts it very plain and simple. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. Okay, so here's the stone. Is it Afrikaans or English? English. Okay, can you move the stone for us, please? Move him. Yeah, move that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so an angel came and moved the stone, and then he went to sit on the stone, which is a position of victory. It's a position of victory. So the angel is sitting, pretend that he's sitting on the stone, and he moves, <laughs> and, and, and it's a picture of victory. And so the angel sits on the stone of, of the victory of just what happened. Now, you know what? Sometimes we, we think the stone had to be moved so that Jesus can come out. But in John, we read, in John 19, we read that the disciples were all in a room and all the doors were locked. And then suddenly Jesus was in the midst. I think the stone was moved so that we could come and see that he's not there anymore. Not so much that he could come out of the grave. The stone was moved so that we can come and see that he has risen. So our Marys come to the grave and they say, where's Jesus? <laughs> Where is Jesus? And then the angel tells our Mary, I know you come and you're looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he is not here. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! And then say, he is risen. Yeah, praise God. So now he's like, oh, he's risen. Now, you see, they came to actually, to, they brought spices. And I mean, one of the scriptures in Luke says, why do you come to seek the living among the dead? They were not coming to seek the living. They were coming to, to come and put spices on Jesus. They thought he was dead. And now they arrive. And this angel said, you're finding not, Jesus is not here. He has risen. And um, let me go on there. And this angel had the appearance of lightning and clothing as white as snow. And fear, oh yeah, and what else happened? So maybe I need some guards. So you two guys, you're going to be our guards. Come here, come, 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 come. So the guards, you come, 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 come. So the guards saw what just happened and they fell on the ground, just fall on the ground like this. And act like you're dead. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. So the, 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 the guards saw what just happened. There was an earthquake. It was a moving, um, and, just, and the stone was rolled away, and they were acting like, they were, it says here, um, and fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. <laughs> okay, so they're dead. All right. Um, okay, guys, thank you. That's very good acting there. But angels, okay, we said that already. I'm, I'm jumping around with the story. Um, and, and you know what's interesting? Um, verse 6, it says, And he, he's not here, for he has risen, as he has said. 
come see the place where he lay. So now the angel invites them in. Do you see Jesus in there? No, he's not there. He's risen. <laughs> yeah, he is over there. Hide. Hide. Hide the speaker. They don't see you. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you see Jesus? I don't see him. He's not there. <laughs> All right. Okay. You know what? And Jesus has told them many times that this is going to happen, that he's going to die on a cross, but in the, on the third day, he's going to rise again. And, and God is not a man that he should lie. Numbers 23 verse 9 says, God is not a man that he should lie, or the son of man that he should change his mind. He said it, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? He said, I'm going to die on a cross, and I'm going to rise again. And he did that. It is so amazing just how God is so true to who he is. And, um, and you know, the, I'm going to, let me just finish the scripture. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a few things. Um, then go quickly. Okay, so the angel tells it. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that, okay, Jesus, uh, no, no, the angel, 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 yes. <laughs> you need to tell the Marys that they need to go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen. And that is, the tomb is empty. Can you say that? Yeah. Okay, go quickly. Go, 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 go. Thank you, angel. All right. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and with great joy. Before you get to disciples, now Jesus appears to them. Come, Jesus. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Jesus is here. All right, let me read you. Um, so they depart, and then, and behold, Jesus met them and said, greetings. <laughs> you need to say, oh yeah. No, no, you, you, that, Mary, you need to tell Mary. <laughs> you tell them, greetings. <laughs> greetings, okay, all right. And, and yes, where we are now. <laughs> and, and they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. You don't <laughs> so you worship them. So, um, and one of the, you're like a mark of your worship though, so all right. Go, go, go. No. <laughs> and you know, this is really powerful now because Jesus, one of the things that of the resurrection, for 40 days, Jesus appeared to his disciples. He appeared to Mary. He appeared to 500 people at once. For 40 days, if you doubted whether that grave was empty, he appeared to his followers. He appeared to the two on the road to Emmaus. And you can read that in um, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 6 and 8. Yes. Thank you, Usha. Um, and it's one of the evidence that we actually, um, that they actually give. is like, I mean, if Jesus has not risen, how can he appear to, to, um, to the, and there's other things. I'm not going to go into that. Thanks, guys. You did amazing. Give them man. Woo! Okay, you can have your seat. Thanks. I, I, I wondered if that's going to work, but I think it went okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let me just see. Uh, and then verse 10, and this, this is where I want to get. I want to mention four things. Is it four? 
if I counted incorrectly, sorry. But there's a few things I want to mention here right now. Um, that just what the resurrection means to us. And this really happened, guys. Um, you know what? For him who does not believe, no evidence will ever be enough. But he who believes, no evidence is needed. And so it's like this, this has really happened. And for me, the resurrection of Jesus is, is really the core of who we are. In, in 1 Corinthians it's, in 15, it says, like, if, if Jesus was not risen from the dead, preaching the gospel would be false. Is it up there? Yes. And if Christ was not raised, then all our preaching is useless. And, and your trust in God is useless. It is useless. It's useless. But He has risen. And there is a substance in our shout. There is a weightiness to who we are. That He has risen. And you know what? The first thing that I see in the resurrection that it applies to us is that we are adopted into His family. In verse 10 um, from Matthew um, 28, it says, Then Jesus said to, to them, Do not be afraid when He spoke to, to the disciples, and, and tell my brothers. Is it up there? Verse 10. And tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. He's not saying to tell my disciples, tell my brothers. It's, there's something of what Jesus has done that he's adopted us into family. In John 20, verse 17, it says, Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have, yet not, or have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father. To my Father and your Father. We're family. We are family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that? We are family. Yeah. It's like we have a father, and that's why we can praise our father, which are in heaven. Because of the resurrection, it wasn't just a cross. I mean, many people died cru cruel deaths. But there's only one who died a cruel death and took upon him the sins of this world and rose from the grave. And lives, and he is the living one. He is the living one. And then he says, There, my father, of my father and your father, to my God and your God. Ephesians 1 verse 5 says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him, and it gave him great pleasure. He wanted us to bring us into this relationship with Him. We get excited about the resurrection because we are family. We are, we are His family. He's our Father. Yes, He's our God, but He's also our Father. The second thing I want to highlight just on the resurrection, that we don't have to fear death. Because of the resurrection, we don't have to fear death anymore. Last year, my father passed away. And I was standing next to his body in the, in the morgue. And it looked like my father. 
they, they did some makeup, and, he, and he, it looked, he even had a smile on his face. But when, when I put my hand on his he was ice cold. He wasn't there. And I was, I was sad, I was sad, but I was also very peaceful, because I knew where he was. Before that, he had months of, of struggling to breathe. His heart wasn't doing well. And at that moment, I saw a smile on his face. I could see he was in a place of peace. When Jesus appears to his disciples, says, peace to you. As his followers, we don't have to fear death. And I know where my father is now. And yes, it's sad. I miss him. But it doesn't break me because I know who, where he is. He is, he is with the Lord. I, the Lord just spoke to me. says, he's with me, my son. And it just, and, and I see my mom, how she struggles to actually just deal. And, and I know it's difficult to grieve, but it's like there's a peace that the Lord has given me. And that it's like, don't you care? But it's just, it's, it's a peace that I know where he is. And as believers, we don't have to fear death. One day, every one of us will stand at death's door. And if you have Jesus, you will cross over. And that sounds funny. You will graduate. <laughs> That's a better word. Cross over. There's a connection with the bad stuff. <laughs> you will graduate. <laughs> you will graduate and you will be with your Father, your God, in His presence. But oh, how fearful it will be if you don't have Jesus. Let me read the scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54 to 57. When, um, when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. This death that we sometimes fear is swallowed up in victory. Friends, you don't have to be afraid of death if you are Jesus. And that's what the resurrection does. It brings to us, actually, when somebody passes on, that, that we can actually, if we know they've been with Jesus, there's, there's, a, there's a joy because of their standing in the presence of, of our Father. And then verse 55 says, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? We have sang that. So death has lost its victory. Death has been swallowed up in victory by what Jesus has done on the cross. Revelations 1, Revelation 1 verse 18, it says, I am the living one. I died, but look, I'm alive forever and ever. I hold the keys of death and the grave. He is the victorious one. He has risen. And then we're going to continue with that scripture, but this, this, it's the third thing that I want to say. It's like we don't have to fear death, that there's eternal life for each one of us. Then in verse 3, of the first third thing is forgiveness of sin. It's not just the cross 
and his death on the cross and his life, but it's also his resurrection. And that together is our forgiveness of sins because he conquered death, he conquered the grave. And then we see here in verse 56, it says, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. So death has a sting. <laughs> and if you've been stung by a bee, it's like, it's <laughs> death has the sting to all of us. It is the sting. But Jesus says he has taken away. Death has lost its sting. The fear that we have for the, that it's, our sins are, can be forgiven because of what Jesus has done on the cross. And all we need to do is the next verse. Oh, before we get to that, verse six, um, Romans 6, verse 23, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And then 1 Corinthians um, 15, verse 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Do you see there is a gift? It's not something you have to work for. He comes and he gives. Thanks be to God who gives you the victory. The free gift of God is eternal life. Our sins being forgiven. That we can be with Him. It's not earned. He gives us the victory in His Son. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Receive the gift. Believe on Christ. Follow Him. And tell everyone. We can, uh, I'm running it, all that thought. All right. All right. So, firstly, we're family. He's our father. Secondly, we don't have to fear death. Thirdly, our sins are forgiven because he has risen. They, these are things that is, that is powerful for us. And then, he has, through the resurrection, he has removed the I cannot. He has removed the I cannot and replaced it with the I can. How many I cannots do you have? I cannot stop the sinning. <laughs> you can. By what he has done on the cross. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is within you. And he enables you to say no to sin. The same power that rose Jesus that rolled away the stone is the same power that can enable you, enable you to say no to sin. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is the same power that can heal the sick here this, this morning. The blind eyes to see, the deaf ears to hear. Because He has risen, there is power available for the I cannot to become I can. Do you believe that? I'm sometimes I'm busy, or I'm sometimes in some deliverance sessions, and I have not seen like the power of God at work in a time of the deliverance. When you mention the resurrection, you see them shriek and shrivel. <laughs> they, it's like no, there's not. I mean, people live like there's no kingdom of darkness. But the moment when you step into a deliverance session, you see a clash of light and darkness. And light has overcome darkness. If God is not risen, and if there's not a devil, 
I don't know what I'm seeing, but I'm seeing a power of God that's moving. And when we call upon the name of Jesus, there is power available. We don't have to be Christians that it's just like the devil comes and he slaps us all over around and we just suffer, we depress the whole time. There is something of the risen, of being the children of the risen king that we are not stuck in the mud. Stop playing that game in the spirit, stuck in the mud. You're not stuck in the mud. He has risen. He has called you out of the mud. And it's with mud sometimes, like if you have quicksand, the more you try, the deeper you go in. I don't know if anyone has ever been stuck in quicksand. I've seen it on movies. (laughs) I don't know. But it seems like the more they move, the deeper they go into this. And, but what if we just pull out our hands and say, the one that knows how to get us out of the mud, pull us out, Lord. Get us out of this place. Get us out of this mess. I cannot get myself out of my sin. He can. He can. He is the one that does that. Ephesians 1, verse 19 to 21 And I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honor at the right hand of of the heavenly realms. In the heavenly realms. Now He is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only in this world but also in the world to come. In a few moments, I'm going to say, if anyone trusting the Lord for healing, we want to pray for you. We're going to trust the Lord that He will come and touch you and heal. If you're here this morning and, and you do not know Jesus, the wages of sin is death, but there's a free gift available for you this morning. The one that Pete is speaking about. And I'm going to give an opportunity for you to respond and say, Lord, according to myself, I'm a sinner. I lied. I stole sometimes. I looked upon a woman lustfully. I am a sinner and the wages of sin is death. And Jesus has come to remove the sting of that death through his son. So the only way to the Father is through Jesus by receiving that free gift. And I'm going to ask if there's somebody here this morning that want to give your life to Jesus. So start praying about it. It's like you will know when the Lord speaks to you. And then I, when, I, when I say, I want you to rise. I want you to respond to that this morning because He has risen. Because He has risen so that your sins can be forgiven. That you don't have to be stuck in that mud. And then the fifth thing. Go tell. Matthew 28 Verse 16 to 20. <clears throat> now, this is a very familiar scripture that we, 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 we heard this a lot. But I've read it in a fresh way this week. And it says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had directed them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, and, and some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore. Now, whenever you read a therefore in the Bible, you need to ask why it's therefore. (laughs) Why is that therefore? He says, all authority has been given to him. Why is all authority? He rose from the dead. So he says, because I've risen, 
go and tell, make disciples. Let me read further. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Because Jesus is risen, He's telling us to go. Just imagine if nobody told you about Jesus. Would you be sitting here today? If nobody, nobody knows who led Billy Graham to the Lord. Those of you who don't know Billy Graham, he was like a big evangelist in America. Nobody knows who led Billy Graham to the Lord. But somebody went. That person's name's never mentioned. But Billy Graham has touched many people's lives. So like, Lord, I'm not a Billy Graham. Maybe you can be used to disciple the next Billy Graham. I'm saying the next. Maybe there is already one. But <laughs> I'm just saying somebody that is so in love with Jesus that goes and tells people about Jesus. Guys, if we realize the power of the cross and that Jesus has risen, will we keep on sitting in our chairs? No. Who of you are thankful that somebody shared the gospel with you? Huh? <laughs> I'm so thankful. <laughs> now I can draw of this free gift that's in Christ Jesus, that if I receive him, that there's life for me. Amen? All right. Five things. Adopted into a family. Don't have to fear death. Free from sin. I can. He can. What I mean is because of the resurrection. And then go and tell others about Jesus. All right. So I'm going to pray. We're going to pray together. And Pete, if you have something to add to that. But I want to ask, if you're here today and you have never given your life to Jesus, actually to your, you admit, it's like, I am a sinner. I've lied. I've stolen. I have broken God's law. And I deserve hell. I deserve death. I have good news for you today. God has a free gift in Christ Jesus. If you receive that gift this morning, He can save you. So I want to ask you, if that's you, I want you to, to, to lift your hand. That we would like to pray with you this morning. If there's anyone like that. Anybody. And I want to say, I'm going to keep on asking this. I'm going to keep on, I'm trusting the Lord. The Lord told me last year, he says, prepare the vessel. I'm going to send the harvest. I'm going to send the harvest. And this morning, I want, I want to, like, if you're here and you do not know Jesus, you're part of that, of that harvest that the Lord is sending in. So I want to give an opportunity for that. Is there anyone here this morning? He has risen. I don't see anybody. Cool. If you are here and you maybe don't want to lift your hand and you want to come to me afterwards, please do. And I would love to pray with you. Then secondly, I believe that there are dead things in our lives that the Lord wants to come and resurrect and make alive. 
that dead things will come alive. So I want you to just prayerfully consider, is there a dead thing in your life that you trusting the Lord that this morning, because He has risen, that He will come and make that alive because He is the risen God? If that is you, you can just stand where you are. We're going to pray with you. And then I'm, I'm going to ask, dead things can be like... Um, Depression, it can be like it, it, there's a part of your heart of unforgiveness and you, you're trusting the Lord that He will come and bring life in that area. So if that is you, just stand with me. If you're trusting the Lord for healing this morning, I also want you to stand with me. And we're going to trust for that right now. Anybody that's trusting for healing, okay. Yeah, so I mean, Jesus is risen, so guys, <laughs> He can. So we're going to ask Him right now. We're going to trust Him for those things. So if, if you're trusting the Lord this morning for a dead thing to come alive in your life, maybe your quiet times with the Lord seems dead and you want that to come alive, yes, now people are standing. Like anything that, is, that you feel in your relationship with God is dead and you're trusting Him for His resurrection, for, for His breath of life to come and blow upon those areas. We want to trust Him right now because He's risen. I mean, guys, this is why we are gathering, so that we can find this grace and if you're trusting even for uh, this this morning uh, as while i was praying is also that that god actually want to come and break a poverty spirit over some of us i mean if we make foolishness or foolish decisions with our finances that is that is our fault but if there's a spirit that is keeping us in bondage because of our finance with a poverty thing i believe the lord wants to come and break that thing this morning off of us because he has risen Okay, is there anything, guys, that you also feel that you want to throw into this prayer? Debs, you feel something? Passion, dead passion for the Lord, and, and you want that to be resurrected. Stand. Okay. <laughs> guys, I'm, this is very broad, but I'm, I'm just like, you know what is dead in your life, and you are trusting the Lord for resurrection. And I'm not, it's not my prayer. It is His res resurrection that's going to do that work right now. And that's where we're going to draw from. Not Morris' faith. What I'm going to trust, I'm going to stand on what He has done. He, the, the tomb is empty. And that's why I'm trusting. Skolk, do you have something? It seems like you have something. Um, in Luke 24, there's this... Um, reaction of the, the, the um, two men that the women, when they went to the, the grave, we, we saw him, and they, um, they, they mentioned to, to this group, they said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? And I, it's similar like this morning, part of, of standing up and saying we're trusting, um, you know, for, for resurrection is also trusting that the Lord will come and show what well, is the dead things that we go to and thinking we will get resurrection. Because this morning, we, we can have misplaced trust and misplaced faith. But part of what the Lord wants to do is he, he almost wants to come and shake us so that we will place that trust and faith in the one that is resurrected, in the one that's alive, the source of life. Um, and I believe that's part of what He wants to do. Why are you, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Like we, we look for the living among the living, which is Jesus. Amen. Okay. So are you ready to pray with me? Put your faith in what Jesus has done on the cross and that He has risen. And let's trust Him, whether it's healing, whether it's dead things to come alive. And you know what? 
it can be as simple, Lord, thank you that you rose. And this illness, this sickness, I'm bringing this before you. Thank you, Lord, that there you can. You can heal this if you want to. You can do this right now. It's not about who's praying or what. It's about you, what you have done on the cross, and you are risen, Lord. And, and then also, uh, I'm going to pray for um, just that, that poverty spirit to be broken over us, and that God, not materialism and, and prosperity, it's just that, that the curse that the enemy wants to put on, on, on some of our finances, and you're constantly in debt, that the Lord will come and break that off, and that He will lead you to a place of that that death will be swallowed up in victory.